Ephesians in the chapter 6 verses 18 and 19 Paul says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me <coughs> that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel and for me Paul says that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel the subject today is pray for the preacher that's what Paul is saying pray for the preacher Paul the apostle was a true man of prayer you don't need to read through his epistles to discover that he had just begun to experience new life in Christ when we read behold he prayeth Acts 9 and verse 11 and so right from his new birth we find he's already praying it's a sign spiritual life had begun in his life he was a man who believed in the value of prayer he told the believers in the church of Thessalonica he said pray without ceasing 1 Thessalonians 5.17 In other words he was saying when you're discouraged pray when you're distressed pray when you have duties to perform pray when you're fighting the devil be sure and pray pray without ceasing and every set of circumstances pray and here again to the Ephesians the apostle said praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit he believed in the value of prayer else he would not have told them to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit he believed in the value of prayer these words tell us also he believed that there was victory through prayer through prayer he gained victory when you recall he was locked up in a prison as he was many times but he's locked up in the prison there in Philippi along with Silas we know what they did when they had just been beaten and we read then in the verse 25 of Acts 16 and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them verse 26 and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose he believed in victory there's victory in prayer there he and Silas prayed in prison and then it says immediately there was an earthquake 
Another quake came in answer in response to the prayer of Paul and Silas. And all the prison doors were open and every man's bands were loose. His, their chains fell off. Believer is in that. What we want to see, we want to see a spiritual earthquake. A spiritual earthquake that will shake sinners to the very their very foundations and cause the chains that bind them to Satan to fall off and be delivered. That's what we need to pray. Lord, send us a spiritual earthquake. <coughs> because you see, there is victory through prayer. I believe every child of God here this morning can testify to that. As well as Paul saying there was value in prayer and victory through prayer, he obviously believed in the vitality of prayer. That is, the apostle knew from first-hand experience that there was power in prayer. First-hand experience he knew that there was power in prayer. He knew that prayer was capable of moving the hand that moved the world. We've just read there in Acts 16 when he and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God there in the prison. At night, immediately there was an earthquake. And as a result of that earthquake, or as a result of the prayers of God's servants, the Philippian jailer was saved and his whole house. There's power in prayer, believer. There is value in prayer. There is victory through prayer. There is vitality in prayer. Prayer, you see, is not a vain exercise. Second Thessalonians. There in Second Thessalonians, we read chapter three. Second Thessalonians three. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you. <coughs> And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. He believed in the power of prayer. Pray for us. Pray for me that I'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. He would not have asked them to pray for him if he didn't believe there was power in prayer. And so here is the Apostle Paul exhorting the saints to pray that through the power of prayer Satan is slain. Sinners are saved. Saints are strengthened and sanctified and here's Paul and he's saying to the believers at Ephesus praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me in plain he's asking the believers in the church there will you pray for me why that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly 
to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak pray for me pray for the preacher the man who occupies a pulpit and preaches all the counsel of God and preaches Christ and takes a stand for King Jesus that preacher needs to be prayed for pray for the preacher when you the first of all notice here Paul's request for prayer is exhorted the believers to pray one for another and then he says and for me there's his request when you're praying for others will you pray for me regarding Paul's request here we see his plea he pleads with them pray for me Paul was saying when you're praying for others don't forget about me I'm in prison I'm in chains I'm in bonds I may not be actually with you in the church there at Ephesus I may be away from you but don't forget about me <coughs> pray for me pray for me pray for me we just read his plea to the saints in Thessalonica when he said finally brethren pray for us Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 1 that's what he said in a second letter to the church at Thessalonica this is what he said in his first letter to the church at Thessalonica 1 Thessalonians 5.25 Brethren pray for us and when he wrote to the saints at Rome the request was the same look there at Romans 15 Romans 15 and verse 30 now I beseech you brethren for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake those are strong words Paul is as if Paul is saying pray for me not for my sake but for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ the king and the only head of the church for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ pray for me that's a powerful argument now I beseech you brethren for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me he's again saying pray for me don't forget about me he was in prison again at Rome they said don't forget about me. pray for me notice what he said now I beseech you as it said that verse 30 of Romans 15 Paul uses a very strong argument he says now I beseech you you have that same word over in Luke's gospel in chapter 9 and it illustrates for us how earnest Paul was when he said I beseech you brethren 
Here we see the same word in Luke chapter 9, verse 38, verse 37, we'll get the context. And it came to pass that on the next day when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son. He is my only child. And the father went on to tell the Lord what the devil was doing with his only son. He tried to destroy his only son. Casting him into the water. Casting him into fire. Satan wanted to destroy him. But here the father comes to the Lord and says, Master, I beseech thee. How do you think that father prayed to the Lord? How do you think he cried out to the Lord? I beseech you. He would have been earnest. He would have cried to the Lord with every ounce of his being. He's my only son. He's my only son. I beseech thee. Paul uses the same word. Paul uses the same word when he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, so we can see how sincere and how earnest Paul was in pleading that the believers would pray for him. I beseech you. I'm pleading with you. Pray for me. Pray for me. You think of it. And the Apostle Paul exhorted the believers to pray for him. Where do lesser mortals come in? If Paul believed and knew he needed the prayers of God's people, where do other preachers come in? For none of us would stand alongside Paul if they had the shoulders above it all as far as being giving service to the Lord. Pray for me. As well as the plea, you have also the purpose. Look at the words we have read in the Ephesians 6 <coughs> look at those two verses 19 and 20 you will notice there that Paul made three prayer requests and each prayer request is highlighted by the word that that verse 19 Pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he made three prayer requests there. But notice further. Each request had to do with the preaching of the word. Look at it there. That utterance may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly. And verse 20 that therein I may speak boldly as he ought to speak and so he made three prayer requests and each one of those requests involved him preaching the word even though he was chained in prison at Rome he wanted prayer to help him to help him in the very prison to open he said my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. 
what an amazing man Paul was. No. No, he didn't he didn't ask them to pray that he'll soon be released from prison. No doubt Paul would have been glad if he had been released from prison, but he didn't ask them to pray to that end. Neither did he pray to ask the believers to pray that things would be a little easier for him in the prison, make him a little more comfortable in prison. No. He didn't ask them to pray for anything like that. Pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That's what Paul had on his heart. That's what he was only interested in. Getting the gospel even to those guards in that Roman prison even to the ungodly prisoners that would have been there with him he just wanted boldness pray that I know boldness and preaching the word and giving the truth to those who were gathered there in that prison with me we see that no matter what his circumstances were he always coveted prayers of God's people and it was always to do with the preaching of the word look at Colossians Colossians chapter 4 Ephesians, Philippians and Colossians Colossians chapter 4 Verse 2 Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Verse 3 Wherewithal praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bond. See, he's in prison. For which I am also in bond, or for which I am also in chains. He's in chains. That, that, there's that word that again. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Pray for the preacher, he says. I'm in bonds. I'm in chains. There's soldiers here guarding me, the other prisoners. There are unsaved men here all around me. Will you pray for me that I may open my mouth boldly and give the people in this prison the mystery of the gospel? Tell them about Christ. He's once again in chains. He says, Pray for me that I will speak as I ought to speak. For many a lesser mortal, for many a lesser individual, they may have been in prison, may have been tempted to soften down the message not just to be as bold but that was not Paul not at all pray for me that I will speak as I ought to speak pray for me that I will speak with boldness a holy boldness to make known the gospel Just as he told the church of Thessalonica again, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 1, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. He's always thinking about the word. 
And their believer keep like that in mind. That is the main reason why we ought to pray for the preacher. Why? Because he's handling God's word. He's preaching God's word. And as Christians, we want the word of God to life. We want the Lord to use the word. This precious word. There's Reformation Sunday last week. A lot of men and indeed women give their lives for the Lord. They die their lives. They give their lives that we could have God's word in our hands. The great Protestant Reformation we praise the Lord for the memory of Latimer and Ridley and Cranmer and John Knox and Martin Luther the monk who shook the world that in itself ought to stir us to pray for the preacher of the word because <coughs> the word has come to us at such a high cost we have God's word here in our own mother tongue and many many Christians scattered throughout the world they'll be glad to have a page out of God's word remember saying a video once of a consignment of Bibles been brought to an area, some country in the world, not sure where it was. A lot of people were gathered waiting for this consignment. And whenever the truck arrived and they started to unload the boxes of Bibles, the people gathered there ran to those boxes of Bibles and opened them up and lifted the Bible out and held it like this here. Just love the Word. And we're thankful to have God's Word in their own hands. Like people starving for food. Well, they were starving for the food of God's Word. And we ought to pray for the preacher who is seeking to deliver God's word. Second Corinthians <coughs> chapter four. Second Corinthians four verse two. <coughs> But have benign, renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, <coughs> not walking in craftiness, listen, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And there's Paul saying, by God's grace, I will never handle the word of God deceitfully. I'll preach the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. For if my gospel that I preach is hidden by the things that I say, Paul says then with the sin to them that are lost and Paul couldn't bear that thought and that's why he was asking the believers at Ephesus that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly 
to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador involved, that I that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. <coughs> Not handling the word of God deceitfully, but speak as I ought to speak. Alright. So Paul is pleading with believers, pray for me. That utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray for me. That's a good reason to pray for the preacher. He always wanted to be truthful in his handling of God's word. No matter if you like what his congregation was and what it was made up of. Didn't matter to Paul. It would be the same message. It would always be the same message. It would always be the same word. He would never, never handle the word of God deceitfully. And Paul says, you just keep praying for me. So he pleaded with the saints to pray that he would proclaim God's word faithfully. That what he told the, the elders in the church in Ephesus. They with them three years. He told them. He had declared unto them all the counsel of God. All of them. He didn't hold back and say, oh, I better not deal with that matter. That will offend somebody. Oh, I better not deal with that matter. No, he proclaimed all the counsel of God. Is that what we want? We want the preacher to declare all the counsel of God. And that in itself ought to stir us up to pray for the preacher. As well as the plea and the purpose. Next we see the praying. The praying. The apostle told the believers to pray for one another watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Alright. But Paul told the believers to pray for one another. Would Paul have included himself with them and pray for one another? Of course he would. He was no hypocrite. He didn't tell others to do something that he didn't do. But if he told the believers in Ephesus to pray for one another, you can be sure Paul did it as well. Paul prayed for saints as well. We know that Romans chapter 1 and verse 9 For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son that listen, listen without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Colossians, another church, chapter 1, verse 3. Colossians 1, verse 3, Paul says, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. So Paul didn't tell others to do something he didn't do himself. Colossians 1 and 3 We give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ 
praying always for you. <coughs> so he prayed for the believers at Rome, he prayed for the believers in Colossae, and what about the believers in Ephesus? He had asked them at the end of the letter to pray for him. But did he pray for them? Of course he did. Ephesians 1 verse 16 He said, I cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. And being a man who offered prayers for all saints surely it wasn't unreasonable for Paul then to say while you're praying for others will you pray for me Paul prayed for them Paul remembered them at the throne of grace. And he is saying to them, I have prayed for you, will you now pray for me? I make mention of you always in my prayers. Now will you pray for me? That seemed reasonable. Did he not deserve to be prayed for? <coughs> After all, he was in the very forefront of the battle. And so Paul says, will you pray for me? He's in Rome, he's in prison, he's in chains. And he says, I pray for you. I'm here in prison. And many things on my mind. But I cease not to pray for you. Now he says, will you pray for me? That seemed reasonable, didn't it? That seems fair enough. Pray for the preacher. No. He may not be in prison. He may not be in chains. But like Paul, and every faithful preacher of the word is in the forefront of the battle. <clears throat> preaching the word therefore he is contending with the wiles of the devil as the preacher seeks to rob hell of soul you can be sure we can speak first hand stable and try and tender them all he can in the preaching of the word and the winning of souls and the seeking of the law because the preacher, the faithful preacher whoever it may be is the very forefront of the battle pray pray for the preacher Paul says pray for me and they follow the Saviour's example nail the cross the Lord warned Peter remember what he said to Peter Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not and we can all look down on Peter we know he made a mistake, but sure don't we all? But one thing you can say about Peter, of all the disciples, he was perhaps the most zealous. He was always the first to stand up and speak up for the Lord. And sometimes he had a, a, a zeal that was not according to knowledge. And so is it interesting that the Lord said to Simon Peter, 
Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He's desired to have you. He wants you, Peter. And in other words, the Lord will say, because you've been so zealous for the things of God and so zealous for me, Satan's, you're the one Satan wants. But then the Lord said, Ah, but I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for thee. Let us follow the Lord's example then. Follow the the Lord's example and pray for those who are, as it were, in the very forefront of the battle. And they're preaching all the counsel of God. They're preaching Christ. They're preaching God's truth. And they're going after souls. They're in the forefront of the battle. They pray for The preacher who's most zealous for the Lord, as Peter was, as Paul was, certainly need the prayers of God's people. Remember the words, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me. So we have considered in this request, considered his plea, we have considered his purpose, we have considered the praying. Finally, let's consider the partnership. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth only to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. When asking saints to pray for him Paul was really saying will you enter into a partnership with me? Will you be my partner in prayer? Let's go back to Romans again. The 15. The verse 30. Romans 15 verse 30. Now I beseech you. We we, we, we emphasize that word beseech. I beseech you brethren. For the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, do it for him. Do it for Christ. And for the love of the Spirit, do it for the Holy Spirit. That ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Strive. That word strive needs to agonize agonize that's how Paul prayed and he wanted the saints at Rome to agonize in prayer with him he wanted them to be in partnership with him when they came to the throne of grace he didn't want them to pray for him as a kind of an afterthought oh I don't forget Paul no strive to gather with me with me that speaks of a partnership Paul referred to his position as a minister and preacher of the gospel as the high calling of God in Christ Jesus that's how he described his ministry the high calling of God in Christ Jesus Philippians 3 and verse 14 therefore he deserved the earnest agonizing prayers of the people of God 
because his ministry was the high calling of God. We've quoted Spurgeon a few times when he spoke to the students. He said, If God has called you to be a preacher of the word, he said, Don't stoop to be a king. I like that. Don't stoop to be a king. In other words, being called to preach the gospel was a higher position than even the position held by a king. Don't stoop to be a king. And that in itself ought to stir the people of God to pray. Paul again spoke about that partnership to the Corinthian believers. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 11 He also helping to gather by prayer for us. Helping. You're helping me. You pray for me. Helping together by prayer for us. I often say we're we're not all called to be missionaries. But we can help our missionaries by praying for them. Not all called to be preachers, ministers and pastors, but we can help the preacher. We can enter into a partnership with him and pray for him. Again, Romans 15, as I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me with you're with me it's interesting that word beseech to give us literal translation the word beseech there in Romans 15 verse 39 I beseech you that word beseech means to call alongside That's what the father wanted the Lord to do when he brought his 12-year-old son, his only son, to the Savior and asked him to, to heal him. He wanted the Lord to come alongside him. And here Paul has said, come alongside me. Pray for me. Pray for me. And it'll be like you're standing right beside me. That's what he was saying. He tells the Corinthian believers, ye also helping to gather by prayer for us. You can ask any preacher, any preacher of the word, The difference it makes when he comes out of a prayer meeting where he has heard the people of God praying for him. He comes out of that prayer meeting and enters into the pulpit. He knows he has the support and the backing of the prayers of God's people. So that should be the preachers handling God's word we said last week mentioned last week in 1 Corinthians 12 28 about those whom the Lord had in the church you remember we pointed out helps he had helps in the church helps we can all be a help. We can all be a helper and pray for the preacher. You have to leave it there. We'll deal with the Lord willing the rest of the message next week. But next week I want to look at Paul's reason 
for this prayer request, the reason for it. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts today. Let's follow the prayer. Oh, dear Lord, we thank thee for a man like the Apostle Paul. No wonder he saw so much accomplished for his Lord and his Saviour when he was supported by the prayers of God's people. And again and again and again and again he said, Pray for us, pray for me. <coughs> that others <coughs> may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. Lord, write thy word upon our hearts. Bless us, dear Lord, now as we leave the Lord's house. Grant us all traveling mercy. Keep thy hand upon us, Lord. Keep us all, here and all in our families, healthy and well. <coughs> Lord, return us to thy house this evening. To spend time, dear Lord, once again around thy precious word, thy precious word. And in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be our abiding portion now. And until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen.